Okay, so for for me this week, uh, guys, uh, I saw something from our friends over at uh, a College Fix. Um, they're you know usually out there finding out what what the latest garbage being pumped into uh, into you know people's heads is are. Uh, anyway, so here's the here's the, uh, the the title of the article they were talking about: astrobiologists concerned about imperialistic consequences of galactic exploration. So you probably can see where this thing's going already, but it just it just the language and the entire thing and the, I I just found it interesting. So. Uh, Decolonizing space explained. See, I'm I'm in favor of colonizing space, but they're talking about decolonizing space. Now, it starts off with a paragraph that actually is a is a, a legitimate, important question, and that's this. Quoting here: To whom do other planets belong? Who should benefit or profit from their resources? How should human settlements on other planets be governed? What duty might humans have to life on other planets, even if it is microbial? Those are all perfectly legitimate, serious, scientific, and economic questions. They need to be answered. But that's not what he's talking about. Uh, so um, there's a guy, one of the guys who's quoted a lot in this is named um, Jacob Hakmisra. I hope I get that right. Uh, and he's put out a book called Sovereign Mars, Transforming Our Values Through Space Settlement. Hmm. I just said all of this just to just to get to some of the quotes that are in this article. Uh, oh, dear. I really. I, 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway. Here we go. Tell me what you think of this, guys. Space exploration is an extension of our imperial and colonial histories, said science historian and U.S. National Radio Astronomy Observatory fellow Rebecca Carboneau in an August 22 interview with Scientific American. She goes on to say that SETI, the search for, search for extraterrestrial intelligence in particular, carries a lot of intellectual colonial baggage as well, she said, especially in its use of abstract concepts like, quote, civilization, unquote, and, quote, intelligence, unquote, concepts that have been used to enact real physical harm on Earth. Intelligence is an especially dangerous word, she stated, due to what she described as its ties to eugenics and genocide. Now, it gets a little richer than this, but let's just let's just start right here, okay? Mm. Here are people that are that are involved in the process of looking for extraterrestrial intelligence. And what they're saying is, is that the very search for intelligence is uh, is colonizing and it's uh, undoubtedly white supremacy. You just take that for red. It's 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 dangerous. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I want to get your take on it before I before I start on this. But but if we're talking about colonizing the moon, right? Colonization was a two-way street, but let's just put that aside. If we're going to the moon and we're going to put a colony on the moon, we're not taking advantage of the local indigenous natives to shovel the helium-3 into our giant, you know, uh, harvester bins and, and then go down into the mines, you know, and die of green lung disease. We're not, there are no people to colonize, right? So where is the harm in colonizing uh, any astronomical body that doesn't have oppressed people on it. You know, I just watched the uh, the fly around of the Orion spacecraft as part of the Artemis mission um, as it was coming around uh, the moon. It's going to lap the moon about 40,000 miles away at the maximum. Um, 
And one of the things that really struck me about the moon, because these images were a lot better than we have seen previously. And so you see more terrain and more sense of elevation and declension, decline, whatever it is, uh, the swales of the moon, the craters. And uh, But the thing that really struck me was it, it seemed like a virtual lack of HOAs on the moon. Uh, there was, uh, like, I don't think I saw a subdivision, let alone one that had reasonable rules to make sure that neighbors maintain their properties properly. <laughs> That's a bonus right so, there. I'm, I'm with it. So, so, so do you, do you, is it absurd to talk about, we can't use the word colonization or intelligence when we're out searching for intelligence so that we can colonize space? Not, nah, and I'm, I'm struggling with the motivation to do it in the first place, like this colonization or setting. And don't get me wrong, man, because this stuff is fascinating to me as well. Uh, taking a walk on the moon or taking a walk on Mars or anything like that, you know, or just, you know, the exploration of space itself is, is fascinating to me. I'm just wondering what is the what is the motivation, though, as far, aside from the exploration. But when people talk about colonizing these planets, why? I'm, you know, why do they want to? What, I mean, what do you think is the it's overall drive? It's plan, plan B. Well, as a as a guy who dedicated virtually all of his life to this particular uh, uh, endeavor, mm. uh, there is a a number of things in there. Curiosity being number one. Now, as I got older, I began to realize if I was going to live on Mars, it's essentially the same as saying you're going to spend the rest of your life inside a seven thirty seven cabin. Like yeah. you you you're on board an airliner that that doesn't land for until until you die, and that's got a downside mm. <laughs> but but for certain but for certain kind of people the 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 most pleasure they get out of life are doing difficult things well and this is where you're going to have to search real hard to find a, a better example there's it, there's just joy in it mm. I, i've often said that um when when i was flying a lot my favorite part of flying was the radio. I just liked being around competent people who were actively aware about safety and, and courtesy and professionalism. I like being around those kind of people. And when you do something hard, this is kind of the engineer part, I guess, of me and the test pilot part of me. You you want to, you want, there's, there's a, a real, not just the, not just the curiosity issue of what does the back of this thing look like, but there's also the sense of, if if we can do this, then that is the new limit. That's the new envelope, right? Anybody who wants to push it further can start here. The sky is no start. longer the limit. Mm. Precisely. And you stand on the shoulders of giants, right? So, so that's basically what it comes down to. But I also think as a general rule, as a general rule, I think this is largely testosterone-driven <laughs> behavior. Uh, and, and testosterone is, is declining in the world it's like sixty-two percent drop in the birth rate in in, I, in the last. But Bill, 10 years. that the president has just decided to release, I think, fifteen million gallons from the National Reserve of testosterone. So we're going to be okay. <laughs> well, uh, first of all, I put most of that there when I was younger, and secondly, uh, uh, it's like Social Security. I, I, it's like I just I just want back what I paid in. Um, yeah. But you know, it's. Th these we we live in a in a time with space exploration when i was a kid we had the will and we barely had the technology now we've got the technology and we barely got the will yeah. and and it's 
I shouldn't have to explain this to people, mm. not to you specifically, Zoe, right? But this idea about about there there are there are millions of asteroids out there, right? And most of them are very small, ten or twenty miles across or, or smaller. And if I went to one of those and started drilling into it and started coming home with platinum, there would be people like this who would be saying, you cannot legally go out there and, and harvest those resources and exploit that asteroid that they've never heard of, that is invisible to the eye, that no one else is going to. They would just be there to stop you for the sake of stopping right, you. Right. And that's what I find so interesting about and Those this. are mostly people who bought platinum high. <laughs> well... <laughs> These are people who, who, you know, if I if 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 I if I struck patchouli oil down below the surface of, of a comet someplace, then all of a sudden space exploration would be the bomb. Yeah, well, I don't, I, Bill, it's, I think it's funny how they, this is what they lean on for, like some sort of a uh, uh, virtue uh, that you can take a resource and you can just, you know, you can squander it. Something that's really far off from being squandered. I mean, they said the same thing about our, our oil. We only got 25 years left of, of petroleum left. It's like, no, 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 you guys did the math wrong on that. So I don't know. It's I think at the end of the day, Bill, it's just another, you know, mode of, of virtue signaling and trying to make themselves look better by making somebody else look evil because they may have a potential resource and they want to be able to go ahead and use it, you know, but they'll tell you that whatever it is that they believe, there's no harm in what they're doing, but what you're doing to make themselves look better, you know, they're going to lean I on that. I think there's also a sense in which it it gives people an opportunity to retell a story that they want to make sure we never forget. Um, hmm. So they want to tell the colonial story. They want to tell right, that's right. the story of that's right. uh, civilizational arrogance. They want to tell the story of uh, uh, us demeaning the intelligence of people from other countries, especially from the from the continent of Africa, where they want to tell the white people are bad story, yes, and, they, and they never and, let up on it. Yeah, and and I think you know when when you go in, like you can look back on that period of history and go, oh well. Um, the, the white people didn't realize that the black people had intelligence and therefore they called them ignorant. But in a sense, it was the white people's ignorance kind of go, they're going to places and they assume, oh, that guy doesn't even know how to speak proper English. He must not be very smart. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, it was a sort of kind of arrogance. Now, I think we've come a long way, baby, uh, since those times. We still have our human nature that basically uh, where we internally brand ourselves as superior to others for, for a world of reasons. Um, and we're always at risk of misunderstanding other people or diminishing them because of peculiarities of their behavior that is not part of our culture or our upbringing. Uh, nevertheless, I, I think that to, to trot out these theories when it comes to space exploration and to automatically assume that there are going to be people jumping on ships so that they can go out there and bring home Martian slaves um, is is a little bit naive. Uh, you're right, Bill, though. I think there needs to be a discussion about pr property rights because once you leave this uh, mortal coil, you're out there in a place that's, that as far as we know is utterly uninhabited. Um, and so how do you determine who owns what? Is it private? Is it state-owned? Is it? Uh, do we need to treat everything outside of our own biosphere as if it were an intergalactic park that was available for the use of everybody uh, for a modest fee? You can come and visit. Man, uh, 
I'm about to go into my steely-eyed missile man mode here. Uh-oh. So we got we got one more round Shields. after this, but we got one more round after this. But let's say we get to Mars. This won't happen on Mars, but for the sake of the argument, let's say we get to Mars and the planet is essentially sterile, but there's a little pond there, right? And inside the pond are some pond scum, algae, right? It's a tremendous scientific discovery, obviously, right? Does that mean we don't colonize Mars or change the atmosphere of Mars? Do we do we leave it for the pond scum? Because my steely-eyed missile man view of this is, here's the thing, uh, pond scum, uh, you and our planet Earth both got started at the same time. We're here with uh, space travel. You're still you're still pond scum. It's not my fault if you guys don't have your act together. If you're not if you're not on the stick, it's not my problem. We'll put a little dome over the pond scum, right? And 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 you can keep you know a significant piece of the pond scum. We're going for the rest of it. And, and if you don't like it, you should have evolved faster. That's basically my attitude. My immediate thought was, uh, can we eat it? Can we cultivate it? Can we grow it? <laughs> well, then we, if it's delicious, they, then then it won't be one small pond scum. It'd be, be billions of, of little ponds. That's right. It's out of this world delicious. Yep. All right. So here's the, here's the second part. So There's really more? This, this, yeah, yeah. Because what this is, obviously, is this is this is the woke philosophy trying to deal with everything right it's they have to they have to deal with everything and they have to redefine things and they have to keep as you said Scott they need to keep the narrative going so here's where it gets to be really interesting listen to uh what I just said one of the last quotes is that uh, a word like intelligence is a deeply uh disturbing word with a history of oppression and so on so listen to how these people are dicing the idea of either searching for extra, extraterrestrial intelligence or or going out and, and looking on it. So here's the quote. To illustrate why, Hawk, Hawk Mystery explained, I've been funded by NASA to study technosignatures. A technosignature is remote evidence of technology. I'm with you so far. Technology, said Hawk Mystery, is something you can detect. Intelligence is not something you can detect. So I like to focus on technology in my writing. So what he's basically saying here is, uh, no, I'm not looking for intelligence because intelligence has got all these horrible uh, associations. I'm just looking for technology. And I'm sitting here listening to this. I'm saying, you have to be intelligent to have the technology, but let's go on. Um, An intelligent species might not be detectable, Hakmishra has said. Like maybe dolphins are intelligent. I think there's a really interesting question. Are dolphins intelligent? Are cats and dogs intelligent? But at the end of the day, cats and dogs aren't detectable in the astronomical sense. If we're trying to look for extraterrestrial technology, we can then talk about what to look for, he said. If we look for intelligence, well, something could be sitting on a planet doing math in the sand that's not detectable from our space telescopes. And that's fair. That's like as far as it goes. Yes. As far as it goes, because that's you're looking for something that you can actually detect, and and I have no problem with that. You know, I but agree. As soon as you land on a remote island and you're walking up the beach and you find a radio at your feet on the beach, you know something. You immediately know what something. He's basic, but what he's basically doing here, Scott, is he's saying, I'm not looking for intelligence because that would be wrong. I'm looking for technology. I'm looking for a techno signal. Mm-hmm. And my entire point is, if you find a techno signal, then you have found intelligence with a capital I. I completely agree with the premise. There, there could be any number of non-technological intelligences out there. But when you find a technological signal, you have found intelligence, period. And, and the... The, the the kind of the the 
backpedaling they do. I just read a little bit more just because it was just so strange to me. Um, uh, likewise, Hak Misra says uh, he takes a similar approach to terms such as colony, colonize, and colonization. I would never use the word colonization to offend someone, he said. Let's make sure we don't offend anybody, that's for sure. But I don't have a problem with the word colonize. He just prefers the term space settlement. And then he goes on to say, I don't think colonization is racist and so on. Yeah, the Palestinians love the but, term settlement too. I'm sure that'll go over <laughs> well with his crew. He said basically a colony is is temporary, is permanent, but a settlement is temporary. Really? So look, all, all of this to say, right, that that we're at the point now where where scientists are saying we cannot describe what we've been doing for the past 60, 70 years as searching for alien intelligence, because searching for alien intelligence is racist and hurtful. And Zoe, you have been on this when we do the virtue signal, you're on this every time you, you got you just got perfect, perfect hearing for this. It's these progressives who are constantly making these racist assertions about things that are built into the way they do things like this, right? Oh, we're not looking for intelligence because that could be interpreted the wrong way here on Earth. People have persecuted other people because they thought they were less intelligent on planet Earth. Therefore, the search for an alien intelligence, we gotta we 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 can't call it that. We have to call it techno signature because we don't want to offend anybody here on the Absolutely, Earth. Absolutely, man. And and the thing is. What are the, what is it that he's qualifying as, as technical? I mean, cause when you even say technical or technology, really all that means is something made by hand or something that was skillfully made. That's when you say tech, that's, that's what it means. So if this person doesn't have something that can emit like some sort of signature, does that disqualify them from being, you know, uh, technical, technological to his standard? Because if, if, if this person is, if this intelligence is able to make something that's useful, well, that in itself is a form of technology. They made something that's useful. And, you know, we look at just like, uh, uh, you know, Scott was saying, it's like, look, just because you don't speak the king's English, you got your own language. Just because I don't speak your language doesn't mean I'm not intelligent. Just because uh, we may not have the wheel may not mean that we're intelligent. You didn't create the wheel either. You may benefit from it. You may use it, you know, but it doesn't mean that you made it or came up with it. And for us, you know, we may not have the wheel probably because we use sleds. We have a lot of sand and wheels aren't useful to us. And we'll drag things across the desert rather than you know, trying to use a wheel. That would be dumb on our part. That's probably why we don't use wheels. You know, so things like that. And it's, you know, but to assume that a, a, another culture or another place that you're looking at is not intelligent because they don't use the trappings that another body, somebody else doesn't use. Uh, yeah, that that would not be a, a fair excuse to 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 gauge on whether you should colonize them or not. So to back to my original premise, it's like based on what is it? What is it that you think qualifies as tech or like Scott said, you found a radio, you know, OK, well, a radio, that would be tech tech tech. Uh, 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 technical, technical, you know, but yeah. what if it doesn't have any batteries in it? <laughs> it's like, oh no, your technology failed you. It's like, well, you guys have failed technology, so it gives us the right to to colonize you. Yeah, if it didn't have any so batteries Scott, in have, it, then you would know it was my radio because I'm constantly running out of batteries. <laughs> so, so basically, the point is, you can have intelligence without technology, but you cannot have technology without intelligence. Yeah. And all we can do is search for technology like radio signals or something like that because as he said we don't pick up cats on on our uh, on our on the Hubble Space Telescope right so but but that's not the point I'm trying to make here the point I'm trying to make here is this dancing around the term and you know what when I first saw this article I thought you guys of all people should be the ones who are most 
looking for this because if you found another intelligent technological race, then you would finally have a legitimate use for that word, right? Mm. I mean, the, the, the species is a word, but race is not a word. There's, it, it, I mean, it's... It is not a scientific construct in the way that that species is. Right. The definition of a species is any two animals can interbreed with each other. Although I'm not a biologist, that usually means male and female, right? <laughs> but but race race has nothing to do with species, nothing. And and the idea that they could find some, an actual other, right? Mm -hmm. This is a, this is an it's got nine arms, right? It's not a question of whether it's binary or non-binary. This is this is another thing. This is what makes us a family. You see where I'm going mm -hmm. with this? So when I saw when I saw uh, like um you see like on on Star Trek or something and all these Andorians are all blue and and these other people are all this and they're all that. I have never understood why the writers of that never played up the fact that no two humans are the same shade. I have never seen them play that up as something that is absolutely unique about these human creatures, right? All the Andorians are all blue and all the Orion slave girls are all green. And, and it's like, that's the way things are. But these humans, they come in all different kinds of colors. That should be something that would be wondrous, you would think, right? Polar bears come in one color, pretty much. Well, it sounds yeah. like, Bill, we could solve the whole problem if we simply renamed SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial um, uh, Intelligence. If we just renamed it SET, I think they'd be okay, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> the, uh, should be... He's getting mm. a radio signal from another civilization. Yeah, yeah, see, it, it, I think I think they should change the name from SETI to SNOT. <laughs> search to not uh, to not um, insult other technologies, or you know, up, the search to not oppress other technologies. That's ah. it. that's what it is. It's it's SNOT. So uh, just to wrap this up. Um, these are interesting questions. If we if we ever get to the point, we won't happen in our solar system. So best case scenario, we're hundreds away from this, but. If we ever find a planet that has its own biome, its own its own genuine, you know, biology, you have an obligation to protect that. Yes, but that doesn't mean you can't be there. If you if you have a contact with a with an intelligence, technological or not, I've always felt that the best way to de to decide what we could do about that would be as I usually do when I'm trying to figure an answer to something, and and that's just reverse the polarity of this. In other words. If we're sitting here and a and a spaceship pulls into orbit and and descends and says, "Hi, we've come a long, long way. We got great signals off your planet. We didn't know if anybody was here or not, but it looked good for life. And well, you know, we've spent 60, 70, 80, 200 years getting here. Uh, do you mind if we uh, if we camp out?" I would say yes to that, right? Most people would say yes to that. And furthermore, I would say yes to that. And I wouldn't put them to work mining coal or any of that stuff, right? We've come a long way from, from then. So I guess ultimately, Scott, you, you you win the internet for the day. It's just, a, it's just another way to keep the narrative in front of people, to keep bashing the history of colonialism rather than the future of colonialism. Because if you are putting a colony on a place where there are no people or even living creatures, then it's awful hard to oppress cold, dead 
space rocks. That's my position and I'm sticking to it.